Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey guys, so this week we have something a little bit different for you. So in solidarity with the SAG after strike, we had some episodes banked and the truth is we just don't feel comfortable airing them. We want to stand with our actor friends. We want to release them when hopefully everybody has a fair contract and we can celebrate and now it's just not the time. So we're going to hang on to them. We promise you we have some great episodes coming on up. But that means this week we're going to pivot a little bit. We have other interviews coming up later. Trust me, we have great guests in the pipeline. But for today, we thought it would be fun if you got to know me a little bit better. So I put out on social media, what do you want to know? And I have to be honest with you, I didn't look at all of the questions because I wanted to be surprised. So I have my amazing producer, Mike, here today. He has them all. Mike, how scared should I be? I don't think you should be scared at all, Tommy. Uh, and my first question to you is, are you excited to be a guest on your own podcast? <laughs> That's yeah, Whoa, I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> it's a little weird, a little weird to be on this side of the of the table or the screen, I should say. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to have some fun. Yeah, I, I uh, w- one of the interviews we were doing a couple weeks ago, you said something that um, you revealed something about yourself. Um, I can't remember specifically what it was, but after we got off the the interview, you were like, wow, I can't believe I just said that. Even I feel a little like uh, you were a little like flustered and a little <laughs> like not embarrassed, but you were like, wow, I just revealed that about myself and I wasn't really expecting to. So I am curious to see how you're going to feel when we throw some of these questions your way. I don't think a lot of them are like too personal, but I think they'll be fun. And I think, you know, this will end up being a pretty fun episode. I agree. I agree. And I say, bring it on. Let's see what happens. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) I am ready, Mike. I am ready. So our first question comes to us from Todd Shuchuk. I think I'm saying that name right. Um, He wants to know what it's like for you to have a relationship in the public eye and on social, social media. Plus, how much scrutiny have you and Geo faced throughout the years? It's so amazing to have a couple like you guys to look up to. Oh, wow. Well, first of all, thank you. That's very kind. Um, what is it like having a relationship in the public eye? It can be a bit strange sometimes. You know, I think Geo and I are very conscious of 
sharing parts of our lives with the public for one main reason. And that reason is visibility. And I think it's so important. I, I never had that growing up. And things have gotten progressively better over the years. Um, but even eight years ago, when we got together, I still didn't see a lot of openly gay relationships out there. And for us, we feel that if we can show, you know, our love and our story as Gio and Tommy just living our everyday lives, that maybe people eventually will get to a place where they're more accepting of, you know, everybody in this world. Or maybe we can change perception a little bit. So it's it's important for us to share those glimpses into our relationships, just like any other couple would, right? Um, we do keep things private as well. We don't put everything out there because I think in any relationship you need to have some boundaries and then you need to have things just for yourselves. But it's important for us to do that. Um, in terms of scrutiny, I would say on a day-to-day basis, we're pretty lucky. We have a lot of people sharing you know, love with us and very excited for us on our journey. But of course, you do see comments here and there from people who aren't necessarily supportive of a gay relationship. Um, and that goes for people in the community and out of the community. We have gotten scrutiny from other people who are LGBTQ+, which always breaks my heart because I feel like, man, we should be championing one another and we should be lifting each other up. We know what the fight is like that we all face. And uh, sadly, there are some people who do want to tear you down in your own community. Um, and, and when we got married, we saw some of that when there was some press related to it. And, and some of the meanest comments were actually from people in the community. Um, and I bring that up because I don't think a lot of people talk about that. Um, it's often, you know, straight people versus gay people or, or whatever the situation may be. And trust me, it's there. And, and there's a fight that has to be fought. But there's also a lot of tearing down in, in our own community. And I hope for younger generations, that is something that we don't have as much of because it's it's vicious and unnecessary. And like I said, our energy needs to be channeled towards equal rights and, and just having our basic human, uh, you know, human needs met. And we shouldn't have to worry about what our brothers and sisters are saying to us in, in, in our own community in, in a negative light. So with that being said, mostly a positive some scrutiny from everyone, all walks of life. And I, I just hope people, uh, for not our sake, just for humanity's sake, can can learn to not type out that mean tweet or that mean comment and just celebrate one another. And that's it. Absolutely. All right. Let's go to Amy Irwin. Amy asks, well, she starts off by saying, hi, Tommy. Who has been your favorite interview and who would you like to interview that you haven't yet? Ooh, Amy, Amy with the hard hitting questions. Um, gosh, favorite interview. This is a really tough one for me because I have to say everyone I've interviewed up to this point has been nothing but lovely and gracious. Um, there were a few standouts for me. Robert De Niro. I, I grew up in New Jersey. I'm an Italian boy, Italian family. I watched all his movies growing up. I mean, Raging Bull was one of the reasons why I fell in love with cinema and, and movie making. It took a million of those courses in college. Um, he was pretty surreal for me talking to him. Um, I'm, I'm a big movie fan. As you just heard, I loved Christopher Nolan, who I just interviewed. He was, he was incredible. I'm a big fan of his movies. Um, God, the list goes on and on. And I would say if I can give you one more, who am I going to give you? I'm going to give you. Ryan Reynolds was a really cool one. I think growing up, I, I loved all his movies too. I don't know if you ever saw Mike, the movie, Oh, what was it called? Just Friends? 
Of course. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's, it's him and Amy Smart, right? Yes. Yes. And it's yeah. a hysterical comedy. I love that growing up. So I kept thinking about that movie when I was interviewing him, even though it was for yeah. something totally different. But that was a really cool moment for me, too. Um, who do I want to interview? I'll give you the cliche. I want to talk to Oprah. Who doesn't want to talk to Oprah? I just want to bask in her goodness. Um, but I, I, I love creatives, surprisingly. I think a lot of people think it's all about the movie stars and the singers, and it's great. And I love chatting with them, and they are creatives. But I mean creatives in the sense of the directors and the cinematographers and the people behind the scenes. I hope I get more of a chance to interview because they don't necessarily make television, right? Like the TV show I work on extra is not going to really put their interviews on, but I love picking their brains and figuring out what's going on inside their minds that makes them choose the the decisions they make when they create their work. So I want to get more involved on that side. Of course, also Martin Scorsese is a huge, a huge one of mine. I mean, I, I love his movies too. So he would be epic. Of course. Oh, I had a, per- a question, a personal follow up to that. When you're interviewing people, is it more exciting to you when it's somebody that is s- just super famous, somebody like a Brad Pitt or something like that, who's just like, you know, their reputation is worldwide. Everybody knows who they are. Tom Cruise, somebody like that. Or is it more fun for you when you get somebody who is sort of like a famously good interviewee? Like it seems like Ryan Reynolds though he is super famous, is kind of like also famous for being kind of fun to talk to, it seems like. Um, which one kind of moves the needle more for you when you're interviewing people? Oh, I'm a sucker for for a great conversation. I, I like somebody who can play, who can have fun. Uh, you know, you have to remember, these actors and, and artists they have to do press because it's their job. They don't do it because they necessarily want to do it. They have to promote the work that they're putting out there, right? So not everybody loves to give an interview or have a conversation. There's a lot of introverted people out there. Um, I happen to be extremely extroverted. So I try to pull as much as I can out of those introverts and make them feel comfortable and safe. And like, we can have a great conversation without any judgment or agenda, um, which is one of my, my tactics in interviewing. But if somebody can show up and have fun and joke and, and, and the best compliment that I can get after an interview, after putting it out on social media or after it airs is, man, it looked like two friends catching up. That's my goal. There you go. All right. Jason Gleason now has written in and he's got a bunch of questions. Uh, So we're going to try to go through some of the best ones here. Uh, I would say the first one uh, is media related. So let's go there. It's a two part question. What has been the most challenging challenging aspect of working in media? Uh, And to follow that up, have you hit any walls professionally because of being gay? If you have, how did you overcome them? Wow. Wow. Um, hello, Jason. Let's see. Go, part Jason. one of that question. Jason, good questions, man. Ooh, you're <laughs> going to take my job, I think. Um, part one of that. Oh, now my head is, my mind is, oh, do I want to start with part two? Let me start with part two. Have I hit any walls because I'm gay? The answer to that is I cannot prove that, but I do think over the years, I absolutely did not get picked or chosen for certain things because sadly I'm gay. Um, Like I said, we're in a very different time right now than we were even eight years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And sexuality was very much a concern as I was coming up in this business. I graduated college in 2008 from NYU and started in this kind of media career. I was doing acting and and then transitioned to a bunch of stuff in the business. 
And yeah, I mean, I, listen, when I was acting, I absolutely was told you're too gay. You're not gay enough. We don't know your place. You're confusing because you quote unquote look like a man, but you're gay. So how can you be in a project where you're supposed to be with a woman? So in the acting world, when I was coming up, yes, I mean, 100% it was a conversation that I was always involved with, with, by the way, a lot of gay executives themselves. So that part, yes. Um, and then, you know, in traditional broadcast, Again, can't say for sure, but you hear things, you hear whispers, you hear comments from a producer who's in a room or heard a comment from someone else that shouldn't have said it. So sadly, there have been obstacles, but I do think that's changing. So I don't say that to discourage anybody. I say that people now want people to be their true selves. And luckily, we're moving towards a more progressive world. Um, so I think that you should always show up as yourself. And if you don't get a job because of who you are, then it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You'll find your path. You'll get to where you're going to be. And, and I, I never could have imagined I would be where I am today as a gay closeted kid growing up in New Jersey. So that's, that's all to say, don't be discouraged and always show up as yourself. Um, and then part one, Mike, remind me what was part one. Uh, what has been the most challenging aspect of working in media? Mm. You know, media is changing. The landscape of media is changing quite a bit. Um, social media has has affected that dramatically, whether for for the better or the worse. Um, you know, there's talks about TikTok having shows and being a news source and an entertainment source one day. I mean, we don't know where this industry is going, which right now I will say is a challenge because a lot of people in power are afraid to take risks. And they want to keep doing what they know has been working for decades and decades and decades, but that's changing, but we don't know what that change is. So for me, I'm always someone who pitches new projects and ideas. And to get someone to say yes to that is like pulling teeth because everyone wants a safe bet. So personally, for me, I'm an ideas guy. I come to the table with a million ideas and it's hard to get those taken seriously because these um, people who make those decisions end up going right back to what's been working forever even though it's not quite working in the way it once was. It's kind of what the strike is about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant 
Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Uh, all right, so we had two more that I think we can get a little a little fun out of. Um, one of them was, uh, what was your favorite? What is your favorite movie, and why? Oh my god, you can't ask me that. That is so tough. Um, That's hard. Oh, that is so hard. I'm gonna. Ooh, ooh, ooh. How about this? I will give you a favorite genre that might be surprising to people, and that is old Hollywood movies. I, I, I wanted to get into this business because I loved old Hollywood, black and whites, even um, Charlie Chaplin movies with no sound. I mean, I, I loved watching those growing up. Um, I mentioned Raging Bull earlier. I loved The Graduate. I loved Casablanca, of course, uh, Bringing Up Baby. <laughs> Um, Marlon Brando movies. I loved old Hollywood stars and Gerd Bergman, Cary Grant. And, and, and that's what I kind of grew up on and really pursued passionately for a while in terms of what I would watch on my downtime. So I'm going to go with that old Hollywood classics. In fact, I was saying the other day, I need to start getting back into them with, with any free time I have because I miss that genre. And then the last one, I know it's a question the, a topic that you don't love talking about necessarily. But <laughs> what do you eat to stay in such great shape? <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, fair question. I, I mean, I'm super passionate about health and wellness and fitness. I, I follow mainly the Mediterranean diet. So, uh, in a nutshell, lots of chicken, fish, vegetables, fruits. Um, I stay away from processed foods, sugar. I don't drink much alcohol. Um, you know, I don't drink soda, obviously, or any of that. So very clean, very boring during the week. Um, I eat the same thing every day almost, but obviously on weekends I go out and have fun. There we go. All right. Thank you for the cavalcade of questions, Jason. We we move on to Rich Diaz, uh, who wants to know, how do you want people to remember you? What do you want your legacy to be? Man, everyone's coming from my job with these questions. They're deep. They're, some of these are deep. Damn. Um, great question. Great question. You know, I, I, I tend to... Mm, let me think about this. I describe my career as a bit all over the place. I, I didn't get to where I got to today because I took one straight path, right? I, I, I was acting for a while. Um, I was in other areas of the business. I then transitioned to hosting and I started on television in this, you know, unscripted world doing like fashion segments and makeovers just to get my in in the space. Actually, before that, I was doing gift guide segments, which truth be told, I have no interest in. But I said, if it can get me on TV and I can get experience and get exposure, then yes, I will go on and talk about this toilet bowl plunger for $4.99 that you can get on Amazon today. Absolutely. So, I, I kind of had this very weird path to get to where I got to today, and I'm so thankful for it because it allowed me to tap into all these different areas of of the entertainment business. I can go on TV and talk about fashion, fitness, travel, health, wellness, um, anything, or I can go interview the biggest celebrity in the world. So all that is to say that I want, no matter what somebody is watching me talk about, Wherever they see me, television, their phone, wherever, I want them to feel better than they felt before they started watching my segment, my interview, my clip. And I want to just be somebody who can put out feel-good content 
that can distract you from the everyday hardships we all face and make you feel less alone in your own personal journey. And that's what I want. I want us to feel connected. I want us to feel together. I don't think we have enough of that in this world. We are all so much more similar than we are different. And I think we forget that a lot. And if I can just bring five minutes of joy to your day and maybe turn it around by being silly on television in an interview or telling you about some new cool fitness trend or whatever, then I feel like I've done my job. So I just want to be remembered for being a real, genuine person who's bringing you some joy. Getting deep, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Next question comes from... And if I if I butcher this name, I'm sorry. Hubertus Zeggers. Uh, what is yours and Geo's favorite travel destination? Mine is Paris. Ooh, great question. Uh, we love Hawaii. Hawaii is very special to us. We we before the pandemic have gone every year. We're going back this year for the first time in a while. Very excited. Um, we tend to go to an island called Kauai, which is where they filmed Jurassic Park. It's very remote, and we love that. You know, living in New York, we crave that. We don't go away to go to clubs and be fancy and go to five-star restaurants in our finest fashion. No, no, no. I don't care about any of that. I want to be in a bathing suit, a tank top, flip-flops, and just chill out. So we love Hawaii for that reason. Um, all the hiking and outdoor adventuring and, and just exploring we can do. Uh, and Paris is obviously also very special. It's where we got engaged, so that's a close second. But yeah, I'm going to go with Hawaii. Derek Rose would like to know... What gives you energy? What gives me energy? Ooh, this could be interpreted in a few different ways. How do you think Derek oh, Rose yeah. meant this? Well, <laughs> it's a good question because I think Derek Rose and I think of the basketball player from the Nets <laughs> right. who was benched last year <laughs> uh, and perhaps needed some energy. Uh, I mean, I think that there's you could take it literally like we can go back to to be a nutrition question. You know, what do you what do you eat? and What gives you energy? Or I mean, I would think it maybe means what gets you motivated to be creative, to be ambitious, etc. Mm. Why don't we make it that question? <laughs> OK, I'll go with that. I, I like that. Um, what gives me that motivation? You know. I'm a very routined guy. <laughs> I stick to my routines and I like I get up and I have my breakfast and I I verbally and this is a little woo-woo-y, so stay with me all, but I verbally kind of go through the things I'm grateful for and I say it out loud and I just find for me it clears my mind. It just puts me in a good frame of mind for the day. I know they say one of the worst things you can do is pick up your cell phone right when you wake up. I wish I couldn't, but I have to check my emails for work. I have to, I have to check my phone right away. So I, I kind of offset that by then eating my breakfast, doing my verbal gratefuls and, um, getting in a workout because if I don't have that me time, just don't talk to me. Like I need to have an hour where I can unplug, focus on my mental health and get myself really, really, really in a good frame of mind for the day. Cause my days are crazy. They're shit shows. They're all over the place. So I, I have to do that to to stay motivated. And honestly, if I don't do that, I don't feel good. I feel off and I feel weird. So that's my number one. Are you a morning workout person? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to start my day with a, mor- uh, with a morning workout. I don't like going in the afternoon. If I have to, I will. But 
yeah. need to start my day, get it done, and and then I feel my best take on whatever's coming. I wish I could do it. I, I envy you so much. Yeah, it's not for everyone. <laughs> All right. We have a question here from John Marisco. Uh, what do you and Gio like to do on your downtime? Second question. Would you ever consider being on Dancing with the Stars? I remember seeing you dance. You've got the moves. <laughs> well, to answer your second question, I love to dance. Um, I, I grew up, fun fact, teaching hip hop at the local YMCA in my hometown. Um, no training is just something that was kind of boring with and i loved it and i actually entered these festivals where i would choreograph hip-hop dances and submit them with my friend christina um so i I love to dance would i ever do the show yeah i never say never to anything so yeah i think that would be really fun um and the first question what do we do on our downtime we like to travel um we like even day trips or adventures, you know, driving out to Jersey for the shore. It doesn't always have to be getting on a plane, but we like to travel and and see different things. And we like to spend time with family. Uh, I have a big Italian family. Uh, We like spending time with friends, going to dinners, uh, walking. We're big walkers. We'll walk all over Central Park for hours if we have the time. Um, We like adventurous stuff, especially when we travel. We love music. We love arts. I'm sure if you follow me, you see him at a Broadway show probably every few weeks. I think it's super important to support the arts and, and I love it. That's another place I can escape, escape in a different world too and forget about everything and for two and a half, three hours, not worry about work. There's something magical about that. Um, we love music. So anything related to arts, I would say is our number one thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really fancy I can throw out where we're just like everyday people. Yeah, isn't that sad that it's a boring answer to just be a normal person? I know, we're kind of boring. <laughs> like, we're not that exciting. <laughs> yeah, read some books, watch some TV, hang yeah. um, uh Earl Martin Stranger would like to know, this is going to be a one-word answer, but are you born and raised in New York City? No, New Jersey. Okay. There we go. Well, we got that over with quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Frank Robert DeLuca would like to know, do you and Geo ever fight or do you hold it in until you're calmer? Good question. That's a great question. We have been together eight years, married seven, and I can honestly 100% like truthfully say to you, we don't fight often. And if we do have a disagreement, we talk it out. We're two individuals in a relationship. Things are going to be different, right? I'm going to view things differently. He's going to view things differently. And when that happens, we have a conversation. We have never gone to bed angry. And there's never been a fight where one person has slept on the couch and the other person slept on the bed. None of that. If there's an issue, we resolve it pretty quickly. We talk it through. And we don't always see eye to eye. There's, it, it doesn't always end with like, okay, like we're on the same page. No, sometimes we have to agree to disagree. But we respect that. Um, and to be totally honest in, in a relationship I was in for most of my twenties, not most, but a lot of my twenties, it was the opposite. It was like horrible fights and sleeping on the couch and door slamming. And I just thought towards the end of that, why would anyone want to be in this? It's not for me. And, and look, whatever works for you works for you. And if you're listening, you're like, Oh, I fight all the time with my partner. That sometimes works for people. They like it. They they like to engage in it. And that's cool. But for me, I don't like it. I shut down. Like if someone starts raising their voice to me and trying to go to that place that I feel is very dark, I shut down and I don't give them anything. Right. And, and that sometimes will piss off someone even more. Not Gio, but like my ex, because he would want the fight. Um, 
So we don't, we really don't disagree. Um, I should say we really don't fight to a point of, of it getting escalated. That's not where we are. And I think that just comes from maybe our ages being mature and having a lot of respect for each other. So we're, that's, that's how we, that's what works for our relationship. As a rule, do you kind of, do you like that philosophy of not going to bed angry? Do you think that that's sort of like a key to keeping everybody feeling seen and heard and respected? Yeah, I do. I mean, first of all, sleep is important. Why would you want to mess up your sleep? <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, cause then you're up all right. night, you're all worried and you have anxiety. And I've been there. Like I said, in my twenties, I was there. Um, mm-hmm. but from a, aside from a health perspective, yes, for your relationship, I think that it's not ever a good idea to fester and you're literally both now in your bed or one's on bed, one's on the couch, just simmering on what happened and you're getting angrier and angrier and angrier and it's just not healthy. It's not healthy. So I, I really do think you should never go to bed upset or angry and just try to work it out as long as it takes before then. And guess what? Sometimes you got to compromise. That's what relationships are. You got to put your ego aside. You got to put your pride aside. And, and I have pride. I'm, I'm a Jersey Italian, so I can say I have pride <laughs> sometimes that needs to be put aside. And And you just have to work it out because it's worth it or it should be worth it. And if it's not worth it, you got to pay attention to that as well. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, are you ready for a heavy one? Oh man, I thought we've gone through all the heavy ones. Oh, no. We're just getting started, baby. <laughs> uh, Menish. I'm sorry. So sorry if I butcher this name again. Menish uh, Mystery asks, everyone deals with some form of inferiority. What is your relationship with deal with? What is your relationship and how do you deal with thoughts of inferiority? Mm. 
Great question. I'm going to be very honest with you. I think, and this might be a little controversial, but I think a lot of people who feel constantly inferior are the types of people that sometimes feels as though they're in a position in their careers or lives where they have reached their ultimate talent and success. And Mm. I think what I mean by that is, yes, you see me on national television, but every day I want to learn and grow. And I never stop a day of work and say, all right, cool. I was fucking awesome and I'm great and I'm (laughs) never going to take a note of what I did or, you know, critique myself. No, 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 no. I want to be critiquing myself and really working on myself until the day, day I die. And I think that's sometimes why people are in situations professionally, whether you're at a corporate job or in the arts and you're in a room and you feel those signs of inferiorness. Is that a word, inferiorness? Inferiority. Inferiority. And you feel signs of that because in your mind, you've hit your peak level. You're like, I am the best at what I do. And wait a minute, why am I starting to not feel that way? Because I'm the best at what I do, right? So I think that people who who battle that a lot, I would say is kind of take a step back and don't put yourself that high on a pedestal, <laughs> right? Like know your worth, know your talent, know you can be awesome and deliver and, and, and do phenomenal in the work that you're doing, but don't take yourself that seriously. I, I in my twenties, maybe was that guy that when someone would offer a critique or a criticism, I'd say, wait, who the heck do you think you are? Uh-uh, I, I am good, but thanks, bro. Nice try. Now I'm like, please, what what can I work on? How can I be better? Tell me. Because that's how I want to be throughout the rest of my career. And I think when we when we stop wanting that or stop desiring that sort of delicious sweet spot of wanting to grow, then you're in trouble. And that's when you feel truly inferior. That's a, a pretty thoughtful insight, Tommy. Yeah, it's it's something I actually have thought about a lot lately. Um, because I'm doing a new a new thing on the side that totally is is making me vulnerable. And if I had that complex, which can also be known as a comparison syndrome or anything like that, I wouldn't be doing the stuff I'm doing because you would go crazy. So it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to to think like that. And and you have to kind of deprogram yourself to not think like that. All right. Well, let's switch it up a bit. Uh, Rod Edwards wants to know boxers or briefs. Ooh, boxers or briefs. <laughs> I'm more of like a tr- from one extreme to yeah, another. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm more of a trunks guy. I like like a like a you know. I don't wear those traditional boxers that are super long into your knees, and I don't wear briefs. But I, I do like a boxer brief, like a trunk. Okay, so now let's go back to some uh, love and relationship stuff. You mentioned the your first relationship um, a couple minutes ago, uh, Rob Gardner wants you to tell us about your first relationship and what you learned or some of those mistakes that you made. Oh man. I mean, I was young. It was my young twenties and and mid twenties. And, um, I was just in a relationship with someone that was so wrong for me at the time. Um, and, and in retrospect, it probably started more as a friendship. Um, 
and it was just something I shouldn't have been in. But I think the biggest thing I learned from that is what I don't want go forward. And I convinced myself for a long time that relationships were supposed to be the way that that relationship was. And that just wasn't the case. And I think because I was insistent on trying to make it work largely due to coming from divorced parents and a lot of divorce in my family and not wanting to feel like my relationship wasn't um, going to last and, and that I failed. That's kind of something I had to work through on my own, my own time. I stayed right because, because I didn't want to feel like this was a failure. I wanted to prove everyone wrong and, and prove myself wrong that, you know, I, I can make something work even though all the warning signs are clearly there and I should not be in this relationship. So I really learned to get rid of that mentality for one, because it's not healthy and no one should be with someone that's not good for you. And for two, I learned exactly what I will never, ever allow myself to settle for in the future again. And I think that that is the number number one thing we need to remember is you can't beat yourself up for the past. You know, I spent some time saying, oh, I wasted time in my 20s. And why the hell did I stay that long? And oh, man, like what a waste of this one life we have. And then I said, no, 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 no. I, I learned so much about who I am through that. And I don't know if I ever would have been ready to meet and marry my current husband. And, you know, if, if that didn't happen. So everything happens for a reason. But yeah, you have to know your worth and you have to know when you're not getting what you need. It's time to go. All right, well, let's switch switch gears and go back to your current relationship. Uh, we've had a lot of Geo questions, obviously. Randall Fetcho wants to know, where did you meet Geo, and was it instant attraction? Uh, Geo and I met on Instagram. I slid into his, his DMs. I slid very hard into his DMs. No, I'm just kidding. Not very hard. I just said, like, hey, how are you? And uh, then we started talking, and... We uh, went on a date about a week later, and yeah, it was instant attraction. Neither of us were looking for a relationship, um, and it just kind of happened that when we started talking, it, it felt like things were clicking. So we said, you know what? We should meet and, and have a drink. And then we moved in together in three weeks after that. So I would say it was very much Quick. instant attraction. Damn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, to follow that up, what is the best and worst part of being married to someone in a similar industry as yourself? Ooh. The best part is we both completely understand the chaotic schedules that these jobs, you know, come with, uh, especially for Gio. Um, you know, he, he anchors now GMA Saturday and Sundays and during the week does, does reporting for transportation. Um, but there was a period where he would get calls at work when his schedule was a little less stable, where he would have to pick up and, and leave. And we wouldn't know when he would be home. I mean, it could be a week. It could be two weeks. And there were stories where he was gone for two weeks. And I always understood that, that comes with the job. There was never the, oh, my God, I'm so mad you're going again. And this sucks and huge fights. No, it's it's part of the job. And I get that being in the industry, even though it's so different, right? Entertainment and news are not similar in, in the slightest way. Um, but I get his schedule and he gets my schedule. And it's nice that we don't have the pressure of making one another feel badly when work comes up because it often does. We often have to make tentative plans with friends because half the time they get canceled because I get assigned to a shoot or he gets assigned to a shoot and we get it. So to have that support is is truly incredible. And, and we're really lucky to have that and be in an industry 
that we're both on different sides of. Because I think it could get dicey if we were both doing the same thing. Um, that just feels like a lot of stress, but we're in totally different lanes. So I think that's pretty cool. The most difficult thing, hmm. I would say, I guess, if I had to pick one, and this really isn't even such a big deal, but socially sometimes, you know, like we don't always get to make every birthday party or wedding or celebration that we want to go to because either him or myself or both of us are working. So I think we do have to make sacrifices doing the work that we do, but we always try our very best and we always show up and we always, you know, make sure we're communicating with our friends and family. But there are times when we can't do the things we always want to do. Um, a lot of holidays get worked, you know, that sort of thing. So I would say that, but, but the good outweighs the bad. All right. We're staying in the realm of, well, I'm going to end up cutting that. All right. A next question comes from uh, modern day fairly. When did you come out? Wow. I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, I came out my senior year of college as I was graduating so I guess I was, what, 22-ish, um, which it's funny. In today's day and age, some people would hear that and say, oh, that's so late, you know, because um, people mm-hmm. are coming out really young, which is amazing. And I, and I love that. But for me, it was a bit of a journey of, of having to accept it for myself. And it was my senior year of college when I, I started telling family and friends. Um, but it was a process for me. I had to I had to I had to learn how to love myself as a gay man, which took some time. Okay, we have two more here, Tommy. Mc, McConlin at McConlin underscore drawings mm. wants a detailed day in the life of Tommy Daddario. Oh, gosh, that is a tough one. I have to be super honest with you. By nature of what I do for work, every day is so different. This might actually be fascinating for you to hear no two days are the same. So that's why in the mornings, like I said earlier, I keep my schedule tight, like wake up, eat, work out. And then every day is different. If I'm working a red carpet, that's a different day than if I'm working a one-on-one interview with somebody. And that's a different day than if I'm working a junket, which means I'm sitting down with six people at once and talking to the cast of a project. Um, or it's different than working a shoot in the field. I was on Rachel Ray for five, six years. The show's, you know, not coming back in the fall, but those shoots were always different. I was going to profile a lot of amazing, inspiring people and going to their hometowns to interview them, um, doing health and wellness segments by checking out the latest craze and filming it and walking you through what that is. So every day is so totally unpredictable and so different, which is why it's so hard to sometimes make plans going back to that. But, um, it's, I have to be prepared for anything. Like right now, as I'm doing this, I could get a phone call saying, Tommy, you're assigned a, a carpet tonight. And I have to just make it all happen. And I think a lot of people don't realize you don't just show up and you're on camera and that's it. You need to watch the project. You need to work with your producers on the questions. You need to research who you're talking to. And if you're doing a big event, I sometimes talk to 50 different celebrities at one time in two hours. So that's 50 different people I need to research and take notes on and be prepared to learn and and pivot and talk about anything that might come up aside from the questions that I've already kind of pre-planned. So the amount of preparation is not what gets talked about quite often. 
But I would say that's the majority of my day is preparing for the 10 minute interview, the three minute interview, the two minute and 40 second interview that I do later on that night. So it's a lot of prep work mixed with actual shooting. All right. One last question. What are your favorite quotes you give to other people for inspiration? Mm, oh, I love a good quote. I'm, I'm such a quote guy. I'm going to give you, I'll give you three. These are my three, my three favorite. The first one is, I rather have a life of oh wells than a life of what ifs. Think about that. I love that one. <laughs> um, a second favorite quote of mine and I think Mark Twain said this, although I could be wrong. There's a reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth. I love that quote. Um, and for all those wondering what that means, it means let's listen and stop talking as much as we do. We need to listen to each other. I think that's so important in this day and age. And a third quote. Um, I'm going to go with comparison is the thief to joy. It's one of my go-to's. I think it's it's in this day and age of social media. We can all be guilty of comparing ourselves. And the minute you do that, the minute you suck the joy out of your life. So we have to try to not do that. <laughs> Please don't compare yourself. Well, speaking of comparison, I, I lied. There is a bonus question here if you if you want to answer Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Um, obviously, when we put the CTA up for everybody, we did get a lot of questions about foot size. <laughs> Oh um, do you want to reveal that or should we save that for only say that for my, uh, my I'm, I'm announcing my only fans today. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my foot size. Yes. I, I heard there were a lot of questions about that for whatever reason. And you know what? I'm going to give it to you. It's an 11. I am a solid 11. That is my foot size. No one needs to wonder there anymore. <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, the mailbag is empty, Tommy. So. All right, Mike, this was fun. This was a bit weird for me that the tables were turned, but, uh, How'd I do? I think you handled it, handled it all with grace. You know, there is a there is a lot of substance here, and I think that the audience now has a much better um, understanding of of who you are. You know, obviously, there's we stuck to a lot of the topics that people seem to like. You know, sex, work, love, um, and I think that you know that's all very endearing stuff to everyday people yeah thank you this this was fun i i I don't often open up a lot about myself when i'm interviewing people because i want to make sure i get as much out of the interviews as i can and of course i add some things here and there but to have a full half hour plus of this was a little strange i might need a drink after this all right guys i had so much fun today if you have any questions you want to submit for another ask tommy segment you can follow me on my social at tommy didario You can leave some comments in my posts. I will do another post asking for your questions. I look forward to answering some. I I think I did all right today. So I'm ready for another one down the future. Um, But in the meantime, we have great new episodes coming with some more of your favorite artists. So look out for that. Episodes drop every Tuesday. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Super important. Hit that subscribe button. And I look forward to bringing you more episodes soon. 
I've Never Said This Before is hosted by me, Tommy D'Addario. This podcast is produced and edited by Mike Coscarelli, and executive producers are Andrew Puglisi and Katrina Norvell at iHeartRadio. I've Never Said This Before is part of the Elvis Duran Podcast Network on iHeart Podcasts. For more, rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And if you like this episode, tell your friends. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Tommy D'Addario. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.